I, I genuinely don't know if Reclaimed Audio is still going um, and then you just copy and paste that. Um, it's, it's a piece of piss. Hello and welcome. I'm Steve. And I'm back with a heavyweight jam. And I'm Brett. And this is Fools with Tools, a podcast for the returning Rattleman. So, okay, my preference how... there for, for Phil and probably no yeah, one else. Yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. Which Phil? There's like eight of them. Uh, Phil makes things, I think, was probably the only person that would understand that. Okay. <laughs> oh, I miss I miss Phil. We should get Phil on again. Um, so, gentlemen, how are you? How has how's everyone been? Al? Oh, fuck. So you said you were going to do Brett first. Yeah, I know, but he doesn't <laughs> actually be one know of them what he's done. Right. Um, I will forget. But it will just be a recurring thing throughout this show, I think. Um, well, first and foremost, managed to get Treasure Trade out of the way. Yay! It was another classic um, last-minute affair. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I, 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 I bit the bullet and, and, and kind of reached out to Ellen. I was like, I don't think I'm going to make the deadline. Please don't take my bacon away. Um, but she didn't, <laughs> and I got it. I got it done. I finished it in time. I just didn't post it in time. I had to post it the day after. Mm. Me too. Um, because there was paint paint drying needed to happen. Um mm. but yeah, it was it was fun. It was um I think I, the past couple of years I've been making up because I missed the first year. Yeah. So last year was like a hundred hours of work when it <laughs> And then this year I was like, oh, I really want to do something I've, I've not done before. Um yeah. and I think because kind of Ellen and both Phil had kind of said it would be nice for this to kind of be in a little bit in, in honor of Sharon and kind of mm. everyone's spirit of, of this this gifting and learning and stuff. Um, I've just really wanted to do something I've not done before and just be a bit brave with it. Um, so I had a go of some Sculpey, like yeah. creating a, a character from scratch. Um, and I, I had some tips off Caro. She kind of taught me a little bit of the basics about how to use mm -hmm. the material. But yeah. it's fucking great. It was like, it's not like plasticine. It's not all like messy. Yeah. It's, it's literally like plastic. Nice. And it just it just kind of dissolves back into itself once it's kind of like liquid metal almost. Yeah. Um and it doesn't dry out. And so you can use any tools you want on it. Um so how do, you, how do you set it then? You bake it in the oven. Oh, cool. So you put it in like a really low oven. Yeah. Um depending on how thick it is, because you you can have solid lumps, you can have sheets of it, whatever. But I think I think you can even boil it. So basically heat sets it. <laughs> yeah. Um but if you just no, seriously, Brett, if you just have a little bit, I think you just drop it in boiling water. And it just it sets it. No, so you don't God, have to put it on a tray cool. and, ba and bake it and get the oven on and stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was super nice. So I like invented a character, <laughs> and I think it was you, Steve. It's probably you and Brett, probably both uh, hammering it home. But about the packaging last year and just yeah. how it's almost just as important as the gift. And so I decided to make like a whole like toy box and stuff. It very very craftsman um, inspired, um, making a toy box and stuff for it to go in. It was, it was super yeah. fun. See, I'm I'm really uh, annoyed because with everything that's happened, I had this really. I can't actually talk too much about mine because it's it's not <laughs> there yet, and it's going to take a little while to get there. Um, but when I had the idea for the original concept, was before everything fucking blew up, and uh, and I had this really good idea of like, oh, I can do this thing, and then I can do like this other thing to go with it, and one thing led to another, and I I wasn't able to do the um, <laughs> the other part, and I was like. Fuck. Now it just looks like I've just made a load of random shit and it doesn't make any no, sense. That, that, that's one of the things I love about it is seeing, I mean, I don't know if there's more people doing it this year, 
but there seems to be so so, so many yeah. fucking posts on Facebook, which is amazing. Um, but my favorite bit is seeing all the random shit. Yeah. So seeing like the the, the Tunnock's snowballs and, and just the, the <laughs> yeah. weird like Scandinavian sweets called cock and knob and stuff and, and, <laughs> and just the lovely little because I, I I absolutely failed on it this time. I didn't put anything in like that, anything fun. Um, yeah. I think because I was like down to the wire. Down to the yeah, wire. Um, I didn't have time to like think no about any fun stuff. So I was like, oh, I could put some sweets in and then, um, but because it, it was going to the UK as well, it wouldn't be this like yeah inter- interesting like insight into chocolate that doesn't taste like baby sick. Um, so <laughs> it was literally just the gift in the box. Um, and then the box itself was utterly terrible and covered in duct tape. I was like, <laughs> I swear, I swear the box inside is nice. It's you know, the outside yeah. is no effort, but the inside was effort. Yeah. Um, so I'm um, really glad to get it out of the way. Yeah, uh, to be fair, your I, I saw your box before you sent it off, and yours is definitely less duct tape than mine. Mine has got an entire <laughs> because it's like a shitty cardboard box and it's going quite a distance and it's obviously yeah. got metal inside of it <laughs> i've i've just made another box on the outside out of oh, duct tape. tape yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. obviously i mean because i'm the same i was like well i don't have a box the right size so i have to make a box yeah and the second you have to make your own cardboard box you fully appreciate <laughs> the the paper engineering that goes into somebody actually making something as simple as a cardboard box yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, yeah. none of this matters none of this matches like <laughs> all the sides are the wrong size it doesn't meet in the middle there's holes everywhere let's just make it out of tape yeah. Oh, good. So I got that out of the way, um, and I've got a project that I need to get started. But unfortunately, the hack shack is full of apples because mm, apples. three apple trees, um, and has been for like a couple of weeks. So this morning, I, I was like, right, need rid of those apples. So I got them all out, and, and I do mean genuinely. The hack shack was full. There was like five or six crates of apples in the hack shack. Um, so all day today, basically, I've been washing and chopping and juicing apples to make cider. So that's two jobs out of the way. One, cider is ready to, to ferment, and two, I can now get in the hack track and start the next project. Hey. Hey. Um, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to you uh, bringing down some cider. Oh, when yes. It's, this, it's the bumper here. year this year. I've never had this much juice. So. Honestly, Matt, I, I know I sent you uh, a picture of it earlier on, but mum and dad's crop of cider of apples this year, it's been insane. They've got like <laughs> over 200 uh, litres of just apple oh, juice, ridiculous. plus five gallons of uh, cider they're going to make. Oh, and it's, I'm going to get so pissed on that at Christmas. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, yeah, right. Uh I'm sure we're going to come back and talk. I know that's 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 ten percent, but yeah. it'll do for now. That was uh, that was the last two days or three yeah. days, right? <laughs> Literally, yeah. Uh, that, that's just the last week, let alone the last month. Um, there you go. Right. What about you? Uh, so typical fashion for all of us, I believe. I also just made it under the post wire for my treasure trade gift, which. I, I absolutely did the same thing, Al. Um, kind of took it upon myself to try something I'd never done before in the spirit of, you know, Miss Figments made herself. Uh, I did a lost wax cast, Ooh. which, like, holy shit. It all makes sense, you know, when I first get... <laughs> so I got the person, right? I got my person. And I was like, okay, I have no idea what these interests are. I did not realize that one of them was actually like a huge subculture in video gaming, but I'd never heard of the game before. So yeah. wait, like 
can I even talk about it? Like I sent it off, but the guy hasn't posted photos of it yet. I don't know what to do. Well, case, you got to say that gamble. No. Is, is it going to be up before Wednesday? Yeah, you you, you <laughs> well, can't, you it can't a, talk I, about it until he's got it. That's the I thing. sent it a week ago. I don't know what to do. Okay. So anyway, yeah. So it's a video game that I latched onto because that was like the main thing that he listed as interest. So I was like, okay, it's got to be this thing. And I go online and I start looking at it. I'm like, I've never heard of this game before in my life. Turns out it's got hundreds of thousands of players worldwide. And like, it's a huge deal. And then it's been around for like 10 years. It's a big deal. And I totally didn't understand. So anyway, I'm like, well, what the hell am I going to make from this? Because everything within this game is like something I'm completely incapable of making. <laughs> um, but there's uh, effectively a treasure box. So I was like, hey, I like making treasure chests. I don't think that gives anything away. But it's, oh, I'm so just being cryptic with this. It's futuristic. So I totally figured out that uh, doing a lost wax casting, like carving carving the carvable wax, and then doing a lost wax, which I've never done before, but all of the steps made sense, right? You, yeah. you carve the thing out of the wax, then you put the entire thing in a castable... Uh, mortar of some sort and then you melt it out and then you pour metal into it it's like this all tracks this all <laughs> makes total <laughs> sense the real fun part of it was like i carved the thing out of wax and i was like hey that's not too shabby yeah problem being i have no way of recreating this if i screw it up so i tried to make a resin mold of that yeah. using like some silicone so like i ordered silicone as a backup right i'm not considering this part of like the expenses for the build because we're we're limited right <laughs> so i'm like okay it doesn't matter i'm just gonna buy some of the, or i'm gonna use some of this resin and try and make a master cast out of yeah. resin so i do the steps to make the silicone mold and then i pour the resin into it and i wait an entire day and the resin totally doesn't set up and comes out looking something like cottage cheese uh <laughs> And then I realized, like, I'm a day behind and like, I got to post this thing, but I still have to, you know, pour the, the pewter metal into it. And so I just threw caution to the wind and I was like, fuck it. If it doesn't work out, I've got a silicone mold as a backup. I'll figure it out from there. Um, I poured the casting stuff around it, let that set up, attempted to bake it out which they say to get all of the moisture out and then a huge fucking crack happened right down the middle of the mold. <laughs> so that was great. Uh, and I just kind of clamped it back together and then, you know, whatever. I just threw caution to the wind and did the entire thing. I'll say that it, it turned out well enough with a lot of extra cleanup afterwards. It was just me sitting with files and rotary tools to try and clean it back up to what it yeah. would have done had I cast it properly. New respect for people that do jewelry casting and whatnot. Um, and then, you know, I got it sent off. And I'm I'm well happy knowing that I got it by the postage date that we had set up. But yeah, <clears throat> there was a part of me that was like, oh, I could have sent some garbage, you know, <laughs> sweeties or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know. There's no one, nothing in America really gets my, uh, I don't know, nothing we have here really makes me go oh they should have this because they, well, they don't have say, if, it's, like, if it's something yeah. like from where you grew up and it had like some nostalgic value it would make sense but 
Yeah. Out yeah, there, but I guess it's not the same. That's typically that's typically like meat. I'm not going <laughs> to send meat from Kansas and be like, here's some uh, here's some meat for you. Um. So anyway, it was really nice to get that done. Having tried something I'd never done before, you know, all the processes made sense. But wow, like <laughs> it was a fun little adventure to to try and create something I didn't even know existed, let alone the process to do it. Um. Aside from that, like. I got the little forge set up recently. I put that video out, um, made my little over-engineered forge stand for it, and then used it last night for the first time. And I will say I was quite impressed by the performance of it. I do I do think what I added to it helps it out a lot, just like consolidating the volume and the heat. Um, but for a what is effectively 100 quid for a forge, I'm, I'm pretty impressed. It nice. works quite well. Uh, I've been doing a little bit of work over at the cabin in terms of just um, like reorganizing the shop and trying to prepare a little bit better for some of the projects that I've got ahead. I started working on more fossil sculpture display stuff, which is exciting. Um, I was moving some gigantic pieces of steel last night, Steve. I thought you'd be well proud because <laughs> I did not cock it up. That was a well good. Done. It was a good feeling of going. Hey, that went mostly the way I planned. Congrats. Um, and aside from that, I feel like I've done a thousand more things, and I don't <laughs> remember them. So, is the, is the fossil thing like a, a steady job? Do you reckon? Is there is there always going to be like work? Or is it just hit and miss? Uh, no. I mean, the gentleman is kind enough to be very very patient. Um, I actually have another project. I have to kind of sort out uh, for a friend of his that he, I guess he talked about what I was doing for him yeah, and nice. now his friend wants something, which was kind of the idea. Um, it's just so like in, in my head, I could see it going beyond just like the, the stands. Yeah. It could be like beautiful display cases or like yeah. even like packaging stuff or like gifting stuff. Yeah. So I think I may have mentioned it. He has four 40 foot shipping containers full of his yeah. collection. Yeah. So it is, it is a, effectively a a running job that i could do i'm sure for years to come um and he told me you know like i realize you have a lot of things going on and you're doing the youtube stuff whatever he's like it's fine take the time but we'll do it in kind of waves and just see if we still enjoy it um and i i really do enjoy it like it's amazing to be able to work with these and kind of hold the these ancient pieces of, of stone and creatures and whatever um, I really just wish I could work on it like every day. I, I would love to just keep producing these things because it is a paying gig, but I have to produce the stuff to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's definitely a reminder to myself of like, hey, you could you could be making a little bit of extra money. You are not because you are either lazy or going, you should build a forge stand. <laughs> instead of forging the thing that like makes you money um yeah it's ongoing and i'm working with the the bigger of the two ammonites now like the one that was in the original video is maybe you know a couple kilos and the one that i'm working on now is four times that size so it's gonna be fun just to kind of scale everything up work on a bunch of different shapes but hey you know it's really fun and steve i'm sure you can appreciate this as someone who absolutely doesn't do this with your work um 
everything can be a little bit organic and different because nothing is regulated or needs to be very precise. Hmm. So it's nice to just go, well, that went a bit funny. Oh, I think it actually looks cool that way. Yeah. Okay. It's supposed to be like that. It's yeah. It's, it's a feature, not a flaw. Hmm. But yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like a lot's been done over the last few weeks, but we'll get we'll get around to it. I want to hear what Steve's been up to because the forge seems like it's a lot got a lot going uh, on. I am so excited for my book. It's supposed to be on the way. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, it's been a little while since we've um, since we've recorded, um, and this is just a little story about how um, my life got flipped turn upside down oh god i'd like to take a minute just sit right there <laughs> you stop it. i couldn't resist you stop um, it yeah so i've had a, a really shit. Verse, I dare you. <laughs> uh i've had a really shit couple of months um or a few weeks sorry um but uh i touch wood have managed to come out the other side of it now um things seem to be on the up work-wise shit is busy um we were talking about it uh last week um like trying to figure out the the plans that we have for um this week coming um and essentially al wants me to be able to do um probably about four days worth of video editing um like maybe another four days of um admin work in the office um plus about 12 days worth of um production work um in in a 40 hour week so uh yeah we we've got way more work than we've got uh capacity to be able to do at the moment um yeah. uh plus with the um the book coming out as well that's obviously a, a big thing for us it's really good to actually have it in print and be able to physically hold it and look through it it's fucking glorious um there's uh, there's also um, we we just got a load of merch done as well, so we've got some uh, new hats on the way, as well as uh, some work shirts like polo shirts and t-shirts, um, which should hopefully be going up on the website soon. Plus, because we were getting all that stuff printed at, at Firefly, um, we got some uh, hoodies done as well, which means that finally, after working there for like fucking four years or whatever, uh, I have a actual forge hoodie that fits that isn't eight sizes too big for me and it's are these are these forge hoodies that are available to the public no not think, yet because it, it would just go really nicely with my uh, with my new book Ooh. <laughs> oh you son of a bitch <laughs> um yeah no well we we have a slight issue with the uh, the hoodies in the fact that uh, al ordered a triple xl for him um but these hoodies are massive um so there will be two triple XL hoodies going up for sale at some point, I think. Um, but yeah, these, these ones are really nice and comfy and warm, <laughs> and I'm so happy. Uh, mostly just because it means that I can, you know, I if I need to nip up to the shop, I can go up there without looking like I've borrowed my dad's clothes. Um, so that's uh, that's a bonus. Um, yeah, it, it's it's been a fucking a busy few weeks because uh, as well as all the work stuff going on um, I've had to um, you may notice I'm no longer in the spare room um, I've had to clear everything out of that and um, get that 
repainted and sorted and i've got a new housemate now um a guy called ben who is my old housemate who is fucking lovely um really really good lad um so i'm super happy to have him back in here again um and uh and yeah it, it's just been kind of non-stop since we uh since we last recorded um uh i just don't think what else and oh yeah and i, I did the the land rover axe as well which um it was really nice to get that finally done that's been something that i've been wanting to do for years um and yeah getting it forged out there's still a whole bunch of things that aren't quite right on it um i blame that mostly on the fact that it's been like a year and a half maybe two years since i last forged an axe um so there's like some lessons that i've learned from that one that i really want to apply to the next act so i want to get on to making the next act as as soon as possible um because i i kind of want to cement those lessons in so that I'm, i make sure i don't forget them again um but uh yeah that turned out really popular i've already had a bunch of people asking if i can um make one for them so I've... if they can have your land rover and if... yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> um so yeah I, I think i'm actually gonna end up talking to al uh this week um about that and maybe seeing if between christmas and new year's i can go into the workshop when it's a bit quieter and um just knock out a few um of them and see how they turn out and see if i'm prepared to sell them sort of thing because mm. there's definitely seems to be an interest in them um and yeah amongst all of that i managed to get my treasure trade done as well and in the tradition of not doing what you two do uh i didn't try something new and exciting because i didn't have time uh i wanted to stick with something that i knew would actually work so um i mean there's also merit in that because it's it might be someone's really excited to get something yeah. from brett because it's beautiful and made from like lovely leather and bronzed steel <laughs> yeah. and, and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really finely crafted with a, a skill he's spent years hmm. perfecting it's like oh yeah. no <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> but uh but yeah and and to be fair i say it's it's something that i've not tried there was some new techniques in it um but and then and it it turned out so much better than i was expecting um so i'm happy with how it it came out i just wish that i'd been able to do all of the kind of bells and whistles on it as well um but uh but yeah that's kind of it i don't i don't really know what else we i've done it's it's, it's it's been a, a fucking long few weeks of just constantly being busy and kind of it all slides into one and i've forgotten what i've done and what i haven't um oh i made some i made uh, a new style of arrowhead with joe yesterday that's fun uh yeah i, I don't know what else <laughs> that's, that's okay steve yeah. it's uh, not a test <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I, I kind of feel bad now because I've definitely done more than that and I don't remember any of it. Um, <laughs> although today was kind of a sad day, I uh, packed up and I've gotten rid of all of my old, um, or not all of my old comics, but a bunch of my old comics, um, a load of the old Marvel ones and some, well, all but one of my 2000 ADs. I've kept the first ever 2000 AD that I ever bought um, because I, I want to keep it. <laughs> um but all the others are, are boxed up and they're going off to uh new homes um and i've got a load of um like newer singles to go through um some of it is some dc stuff which i'm 
probably going to sell because some of it's actually worth some money um and a bunch of like indie comics and stuff like that that i'm probably going to keep because i like them i have um, a, i have a weird thing where I, i'm not that bothered about keeping like singles and and even one yeah. like one shots or short runs it's like unless yeah. it's a full arc yeah or even a collected volume i'm like um, uh, it was yeah. fun at the time but i, I don't <laughs> i to be honest there's there's a few that i want to keep because they've got like some kind of sentimental value but mm -hmm. most of them if i can find them as a like a collected yeah trade edition i'll buy the trade edition and get rid of the singles because they take up a lot less room like right. um yeah because it it the, I, I always find if you've got a like massive collection of singles then it's a complete ball ache because there's always like there, there's always one that's in the wrong place and you have to go hunting for it and <laughs> if you if you keep them in the little envelopes you've got to yeah. open the envelope take yep. it apart and then it gets stuck to the envelope and oh, fuck's sakes um, and they're full of like adverts and shit <laughs> yeah exactly but um i'll tell you what i did also do which uh i don't give a shit if nobody's watched it and there's spoilers uh how fucking good is this season of mandalorian no i'm with you but <laughs> i've got a little hesitation that it's starting to get a little bit too star warsy and i do appreciate yeah. the yeah the kind of contradictory nature of that statement but, but the I entire exactly first season had nothing to do with Star Wars, and it was hmm. such a pleasure because there wasn't fucking stormtroopers in every episode, and there wasn't the Force, and there wasn't any of these bollocks. It was just like random, lovely Star Trek, the original series adventures yeah. where they'd just do something on a random planet, and it wasn't Tatooine or fucking Endor. <laughs> and they, you know, and it's just starting to creep in now that everything is like. The stormtroopers around every corner, and everything's yeah. related, and everyone everyone is a character from the Clone Wars. I was like, oh, yeah. you don't need to do this. Yeah, th th this latest <laughs> episode, it was a little bit like that, and I was like, oh, are you really going to go down that alley? But I mean, I guess in a way, they've kind of got to do that. It's almost fan service to those that you know did watch um, all of the Clone Wars and everything, yeah. and getting super excited mm -hmm. about it, but... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of get what you mean. What I really, yeah. really, really loved about this week's episode, and it's probably a very niche reference, but it felt like um, Shadows of the Empire, the game on the N64. There was something yeah. about it that was really like bleak and industrial, yeah, and, like distant, and it just it felt like this age that had happened after the Empire. Yeah, because yeah. because up until now it was just like weird, like it was just like a wild west. Every every mm. episode was just a western. Um, but this, yeah, this, I don't know, it felt, it felt, it felt nice, something nice about it. So, and they've, it, they've like amped up the child to like yeah. a thousand percent every episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I've got two points to make. As soon as you said about it being a reference, uh, uh, Western, um, there was a, a thing on, um, I think it was on Twitter where, um, this, this person was like, Oh no, everyone that's saying that it's like a Western is completely wrong. It's obviously like a samurai film. It's obviously got influences from this, this, and this. And uh, if you're saying it's actually a Western, then actually you're wrong. And one of the showrunners was like, no, 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 it's this is definitely based on on Western. Like we've taken a lot of inspiration <laughs> from Westerns. And uh it's like, yeah, of course there's there's a hint of like the samurai film here and there, but to say that it's not a Western there's, there's like would literal be like Sergio Leone shots, shot yeah, by shot. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking brilliant. Um, and the other one, I completely managed to miss all of this because I've not really had a chance to look at the news or anything. But what what was everyone getting upset about uh, Baby Yoda eating the eggs for? He's killing like, a species. Because <clears throat> they're delicious snacks. 
Yeah. Like they were like, I can't believe he's. Oh my god, he's like genocide. Genocide. <laughs> like of all the things to get upset about. Exactly. Like the fact that they killed the entire fucking nest of face huggers. They were fine <laughs> exactly, with. Exactly. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't bothered about meeting them. Because people, bunch of bastards. So this um, week's uh, review of Mandalorian is brought to you by <laughs> Tang. <laughs> if it was good enough for space, it's good enough for space. Yoda. I um, as soon as you said Tang, that just made me want to go back to Leeds and have rum and ting in Santiago's. It's so fucking good. It's the only time I've ever drunk ting as well. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, uh, any, any any other things that you guys have done that have cropped up in your memory? Because I've talked for ages, and I, I I'm struggling to keep the conversation going now. And you're both just looking at me, shrugging your shoulders. And no, I've been trying to. Um, I've been trying to pursue a slightly different angle um, with builds as well since since getting a couple of um, commissions through friends, which is yeah. nice, um, but obviously it's not sustainable. Nice. It's not sustainable, and it's also not that. Um, it is a pleasant experience, but it's not the safest of experiences. The second you start yeah. working for a friend, yeah, it becomes that slightly uncomfortable thing, or money and times so that. Um, so I love doing that, but it's not really something that you can pursue as a long-term endeavor. But I have been doing a little bit more of like prop building, and I think props is maybe the wrong word. Um, accessories. Is probably yeah. a better word um but like a lot of photo shoots at work now they're re requiring like bespoke branded stuff so yeah. um not not in the kind of duress the sense brett where you'd be like making like branded material like literally branded materials mm. but more like one-off stuff that's maybe um fashioned in the brand color yeah, so it okay. might just be like a a plinth or a backdrop to a photo shoot where it needs to be like a specific material that's on brand or a specific texture or color that's on brand or shape. And um, mm -hmm. so I'm not talking about like applying logos. I'm talking about like, it needs to be this exact Pantone reference and it needs to be on this, this finish on that. So, sorry, I know I'm interrupting your story. No, but go if, if you need a specific Pantone color, yeah, this is going to sound like such a stupid question, but no, where strange. the fuck do you get the paint for that from? So you can, you can color match, paint to pantones because it's, it's essentially pantone is so weird right pantone is essentially a mixture of like five or six different colors yeah um they, they yeah, have like same yk but they have like yeah. they have a red a blue um and the, i think it's up to 12 now actually so they'll have 12 okay. base pigments yeah and every pantone you ever have is a guy at a printer's mixing those together Oh, okay. So, so you don't actually buy Pantone two seven four. Mm. That's not a thing. There isn't a you bottle buy of it somewhere. The recipe. You buy the recipe, and someone mixes it and matches it. Yeah. Um, but, but you have to get that from no pan. Okay. No. So, so, so it's not economical for a printers to have every single Pantone color. So they have yeah. the base colors, and they can make any color they want from those base colors. Yeah. Just yeah, like you would at a, 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 a Dulux paint mixes. Yeah, but that's what I mean, though, is, is if, say, I wanted Pantone 375, yeah. can I just go into B&Q and be like, uh, can you mix me up this color, please? They were yellow? <laughs> is it green, I want to say? I don't know. 300? Actually, Depends on if you're looking for uncoated or... 
Yeah. Anyway. So yeah, <laughs> if you if you if you go into a hardware store, Steve, you could take pretty much any color reference, and they'll just yeah. scan it, and they could match pretty closely. Yeah. What they won't have is the same pigments as the Pantone pigments. Yeah. So they won't necessarily be able to match it. They'll get close, the close approximation, yeah, yeah. but they might not have the pinkest of pinks that Pantone has. Yeah. There's also other brands other than Pantone. There's like other color um, brands. This, is, this isn't the BBC. You don't need to give. Equal. No, I mean, literally, like <laughs> Pantone is just a brand. So there's other people who make colors that isn't yeah. Pantone that you can get and they have a slightly different gamut. So yeah. you'd be able to get a, a, maybe a more vibrant green from them as you would from Pantone. Greens yeah. is a fucking tricky one. It's really hard to mm -hmm. get greens. Um, but Pantone also do paint. So they also do like a limited range of like physical paints that you can get. Yeah. They also do like plastics. So there'll be oh, cool. a certain range of the, the, the full Pantone spectrum where you could get plastic chips and go, we, we can yeah. guarantee the match to this plastic chip. And they'll yeah. also give you the formula that then you can take to plastic producers and go, I want this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They, 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 they do fabrics and stuff as well. So you can get, yeah, yeah. You can get within, within range. Cool. But for me, things like spray paint, so you can go on the Montana website and they have yeah. a Pantone matcher on the Montana oh, website. Sweet. Yeah, so, so you can get pretty yeah. close. Um, and also, if you know the, the CMYK or values of said yeah. Pantone, again, you can get a pretty good approximation of a color, Yeah, which for something like a photo shoot is fine because you can end up retouching it in post. Yeah, yeah. If it's a physical thing like a display stand for in-store, you want the real, you know, every yeah. Coke display stand is the matches the red. right red to, you know, yeah. to, to ensure that it's, it's it feels on brand. Um, but yeah, so shit like that is 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 just it's and why I like doing it and why I'm able to do it is because it's like small run one offs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for them to go and get so, like a professional to produce it, it would just be a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. And yeah. just not worth their time. Whereas for me, it's yeah. like well. It'll take me an hour, and it, it, I'll, I'll just charge you for materials. Yeah. <laughs> so it, even something simple as like the other night, just for a photo shoot, they just wanted a backdrop to shoot some food on, like a wooden yeah. table. But you know, a, a, a photographer would only have so many different stock tables, backgrounds. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like in a um, like a kitchen store. They'll they'll have just like kitchen counter tops racked up it's yeah. like oh, i want the black marble or yeah. the, you know the granite or whatever um but this is very specific so i was like okay i'll just make it i'll just go yeah. get some plywood stain it paint it varnish it the right texture you want and then boom yeah you know um, nice. so yeah i'm starting to do like more of that stuff with it with it with a view to go actually this is quite a realistic opportunity yeah to, to, yeah, yeah. to make a living um in a in a, in a small small run capacity because some people just yeah. want one t-shirt or one mug or you know like yeah. it's, it's it's quite a niche opportunity yeah it's almost like doing um i can't remember who it was but it was someone that i met at the first maker central and i had a really nice conversation with him and i can see his face yeah. but i'm fucking terrible with names um but yeah he, he was talking about the fact that he's uh he just started I can't remember if it was either his own business or working for someone else that was basically like um uh fast prototyping of stuff yeah exactly and it's just just like one-offs just whatever you want we can make it 
somehow. But if, um, if you imagine, if you imagine like um, that, the box I made for the treasure trade. Yeah. If if you'd have taken that up one level. Yeah. And uh, I'd maybe got some better paper stock and used a, a a proper Epson printer. Yeah, yeah. You could even throw in some holographic inks, foils, mm-hmm. yeah, transparencies, yeah. and stuff. You could be making like one-off prototype packaging for yeah. brands, which would cost, and I know because I've I've um, quoted for it, it would cost thousands for someone to make that. And yeah. there are companies that do like one-offs, but it's just not. Sometimes it's just not worth. If you're a small company making bacon and you just want like a yeah. mock-up bacon pack for a photo shoot, <laughs> you know you got a chance in hell because no one will produce it for you for less than a grand. Yeah, a grand for one empty box. It sounds ridiculous. Yeah, well, because we had a, a similar thing when we were doing the um, one of the knife projects that we were working on for the workshop. Um, we wanted to produce um, just a, like you say, it, just a mock-up just to show hmm. people or show the client like this is what the end product would look like. This yeah. is how it would be displayed. And getting that single box made, it was like, no, no, you you can only order a thousand. Yeah, well, it, you, it would cost you. It would cost you less to get ten thousand made, yeah. properly printed on offset printing. Yeah, <laughs> cut exactly. and folded and shipped. It's like, well, <laughs> yeah, fuck. Um, so yeah, I, I think that'd be, and especially with your um, your kind of skills, not just as a bodger of things, um, and I mean that with the utmost respect. I know, I know what you mean. But with with your um your kind of brand awareness and your um your digital skills as well i think that'd be fucking brilliant for you well that's it because you, you you understand what it's for as well yeah so that, that too often you, you you ring up a printers and you say i want this or you ring up someone who produces something you say you want this and they, they can't grasp the concept that it's for a photo yeah. shoot or it's for a prop for you know and you have to go into this yeah. whole third tier explanation of this is no it's not for customers it's for a client yeah. you know and they just don't yeah. understand it because they're not in the industry yeah whereas yeah. if you're in the industry and you can go all right fucking hell yeah i know exactly what you need i know how this is going to be shot i know the format the scale and everything yeah and how this is going to look on on camera so what finish it is can't be reflective you know all that kind of stuff that yeah, yeah, yeah. just isn't considered when it's for for consumer products yeah for that branded level it's kind of like what caro does for um the entertainment industry so yeah she'll, she'll build props for movies and it's like it's not like something you'd see on YouTube where somebody's just making a lovely diorama, yeah, or like something fun out of like clay. It's like no, this has to be like thrown around on stage, and yeah. People use it to hit each other with, and it has to be shipped. And you know, oh, I didn't realize when you you sent it up in uh, the cargo hold of an airplane that it goes to minus 20 degrees Celsius yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's no air pressure. So all the glue peels off Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all that shit that you just don't consider um, yeah. because you're just not in the industry. Um, yeah. So just having that understanding, I think is, is, is a bit of a niche opportunity. Yeah, no, I think that's fucking brilliant. And it, it kind of, I realize this is now turned into the Al's new business podcast. But the, <laughs> send your ideas on a fucking postcard. I need to get out of my job. Jesus Christ! But like it, it plays into your um, personality so well as well because you like the the way that you get excited about new projects and new things is fucking brilliant. And because you're excited about it, because it's a new thing, you will put a thousand percent effort into it, and you have this 
weird ability to be able to think of all the things that nobody else is thinking of. Um, did, I mean, that might also be... <laughs> so it's called ADD. Yeah. Um, no, but I, genuinely, I was thinking of like the, the, the sort of tagline for this imaginary company that was setting up. And yeah. it was like a non-desperate way of saying... We'll do anything. <laughs> you know, like a like a kind of Bob a job man or like a handyman, yeah, yeah. jack of all trades. Yeah. It was like yeah. kind of the the whatever you want, it can make it, it can make yeah. it for you. You want a cake? I'll make you a cake. <laughs> yeah. So you you hum it, I'll play it, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh that'd be fucking ace. Yeah, no, I I I love that idea. And I think it, like you say, it's it's one of those things where you to a certain extent, you don't need to be huge. You just need to have a dozen or so regular clients that yeah. just come back to you because you're you're their guy. I mean, like Jimmy does with um, like the the bullet guys. Like mm. if they've got a job, they just go to Jimmy first and they say, "Can you do it?" And if he says no, then they go and find someone else. But nine out of ten, he'll say yes and then figure out how it goes on from there. I mean, I was um, I was looking at the um, the sort of the way the craftsman approaches things, and it's like. Yeah, you know, invest in an injection molder. Yeah, you know, a, a grand, whatever. I'm not, I'm not sure how much it was, but it seems like quite an investment. But from there, he can make real kind of prototypes of things. Yeah. Previously, he was just pouring them into latex. It was all a bit shonky. Look great, someone like me, but yeah. to a professional or like a, a toy, real toy producer, it's like, oh, it's a bit. Nah. But yeah. then now he can now he can get precision, accurate, and and repeatable stuff. Yeah, start making your own dies. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, and it's just that next level where that that's suddenly professional. Yeah, you add you add onto that a vacuum forming <laughs> machine and a, a, a prosumer printer, and you can make yeah. bespoke one off toy packaging. And yeah. all of a sudden, it becomes this really fun, like bootleg. I mean, it, it viable those, industry. Yeah, it's one of those things where. Like yes, that it might be a lot of money for that thing that you only use four times a year, but the fact that you can do it is quite often the difference between you getting those jobs and you not. And those jobs lead to other jobs, lead to other jobs, and it, it's that thing of um, like being being legitimate, being taken seriously. Like if if you turn up and you um, you you have some shitty thing that that looks like it was bodged together in a shed in your garden yeah. then people are going to go uh, okay and and not take you seriously whereas if you turn up and you go ah here's this thing that i knocked up last night i mean you look at like um the the 3d printer world every fucker has a 3d printer now i've got one like yeah. it's and it it's it's really easy to produce something on a 3d printer but to produce something that looks really good you've got to have just that next step up that that's slightly better than uh, entry level printer same as like photography or videos or anything like that like you can only ever get so far no matter how skilled you are you can only ever get so far with certain equipment so you need to to kind of scale up and yeah. and by doing that that kind of gives you more legitimacy you could almost it, say it's early 3d well, it's, <laughs> it's only about 10 like, minutes in aren't we it's been like 45 minutes or something. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, sorry, you, you carry on. You, no, you... I, was, I, was, I was just going to ask Brett, like, because it, it's kind of borderline the kind of stuff that he, he's doing in terms of the, the paid work um, and that crossover with the, 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 the viable paid work that's, that you can rely on and the 
the more adventurous experimental stuff that maybe is more about learning and entertainment, but less as a, a, a means to be kind of, oh, a real job. Um, but mm-hmm. those, those things you've picked up along the way and those tools and those understandings of what people want and, and, and even seeing like um, Jess with the cricket um, plotter thing. Yeah. It's like already in my head that's going right. You could like you, you cut out the 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 sign. Yep. The signage. And then it's like, right, you could be cutting out die lines of 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 card and paper folding, potentially leather. I don't know. I don't know what, what the what the capacity is on something like that, but it starts to open up all these things in my head. And I'm like mm-hmm. going opportunities, opportunities, opportunities. And I don't mean opportunities to make money, I mean opportunities to like produce something of value. Mm-hmm. Um I like the idea that you can do the uh, etching. You mm. can use the vinyl as a resist. So that'll be something to play around with. In the yeah, future. nice. Yeah. So without going on a really long diatribe about it, <laughs> um, you know, we we always talk about or make jokes about the whole uh, jack of all trades, master mm. of none. You obviously know the end of that statement, right? Um, but what I've what I figured out through my hilarious background of of work or you know like paid real job work is I, i'm starting to get better at translating the skill sets between them all so the other morning with the you know i got that propane cage and i was like there's got to be something up here there's got to be a sticker or something like that one of the followers that on instagram was like it's davy jones locker i was like boom <laughs> you win like that is a great idea it's very silly and I went into uh, Jess and was just like, hey, can I use the cricket? I used to do vinyl wraps and yeah. car wraps and shit like that. So a little die cut file took about 10 minutes to do to, to mock up the, you know, the illustrator file. And then that little machine is ridiculous out. <laughs> like, I don't know how much you've used vinyl cutters in the past, but Jesus. Like, Only like, like you industrial ones at a sign. Okay. Yeah. That blows <laughs> my mind. <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you remember the big plotters that you had or the mm. big vinyl cutters that are, you know, a meter wide or whatever, it just, there's so much finicky yeah, bullshit yeah. that you had. To do. Ours was running on uh, illustrator three. <laughs> like there was a dedicated PC for it. They were yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it only has one program on it you have to make sure that you like uh, caress its face, you know, and like rub its hair while it does yeah, its yeah. job or else it'll get angry at you. This little thing was like 10 minutes. I threw the file at it and it cut it. I was like, okay, well the future is now everything is amazing. <laughs> but all I can think is like, there are opportunities to use this thing, right? This, I've picked up this new machine. Now I have this, uh, this gas forge, which, after years of talking with all the different blacksmiths and working over with Steve and Al, um, it's like these guys are that work between coal forges and propane because they see the benefits, you know, between which heat source you're using. And this is a long way round of me saying, I used to think it was a problem that I didn't have like a focus in the past or I kept jumping between jobs. But now, now, what I'm starting to get a clearer picture of is how to translate all those skill sets to whatever the goal is. So like the, the fossil stuff is forging, which I love, but I have to pre-design these things and not go at it blind because it's going to be a huge issue for me to not know what the finished 
kind of silhouette is going to be. So at that point, I'm utilizing my skills from design in the past or working with clients in the past and going, I think this is what you want. Let me tell you how I can deliver that thing. I think there's going to be opportunities to get into packaging and like display cases and stuff where I'll hopefully use even more of the skill sets that have been developed over the last year or two. I haven't quite gotten there yet, but like, man, I'm, I'm blown away by the stuff that I'm seeing now, you know, with the forge, Steve, I, the fact that the book is so beautifully branded and I, I'm, I'm very excited to see it, but it's like, you guys are expanding outwards and using these skill sets that you guys all have within the crew hmm. um, between your, you know, more computer savvy background, everything is starting to stack and develop on top of yeah. what you guys already had as a business. You're starting to find that flow. And I think as an individual, that's difficult to do because it's almost like you don't have enough perspectives to do the think tank work. Yeah. But I, I can see how beneficial it is to me, but I'm, I'm noticing it in other people as well. Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's an ongoing joke about um, the fact that every time Al, because Al doesn't spend much time in the workshop anymore, he spends most of his time in the office. Um, and there's this ongoing joke about the fact that every time he comes in, um, no work actually gets done because we just spend the entire time talking or coming up with new ideas or prototyping <laughs> a new design or product or whatever. Um, and as much as we joke about that, the, the reason that that happens is because it's an opportunity for all of us and especially for Al to to bounce ideas around and having that um that different perspective is such an important thing that it's it's amazing if you can do it in your own head but for us it's it's really it's a really helpful thing to be able to to vocalize those things um and it, just one very quick thing um i know you said about the the book being beautifully branded we had been struggling with the front cover of the book for fucking ages. <laughs> and um, which which food goes on the on the front? Which is the best what, food to put on the front? <laughs> we had like this uh, like uh, stylized scale texture on the front, and it was like, which color do we go for? And all this, <laughs> and like having our stamp on it, and the the font and everything. And it, I I spent the entire time looking at it, going, that looks like the front cover of a um a gcse revision guidebook yeah. like it just it you mean like every good. like arts and crafts book that has ever yeah. been printed yeah <laughs> every woodworking like, book looks like a gcse revision book yeah it's just like this just doesn't look enticing like i if i saw this in a shop i wouldn't buy it um but i didn't actually want to vocalize that quite as loudly as i did and i, I just kept saying like uh, yeah it's it's fine because i was kind of stuck down this path of like, well, this is the design that we're going with and just trying to tweak that one design. Yeah. Um, and then when we were getting uh, all of the the merchandise, the t-shirts and that printed up, um, because we wanted to consolidate the the brand identities because we had uh, the Forge, the Forge Kitchen, Alex Pole Ironwork and, and everything else. And we wanted to bring it all into one. So we did a load of work on that with Spike, the designer. And he sent like a... Um, just a, a a load of pdfs with um this logo on different things it was like here's how you could use it on this here's how you could use it in that and one of them was um like i mean he was coming up with like silly ideas like the forge cookery or the forge whatever or the forge school or whatever and one of them was the forge publishing and he just sent a a plain white book with 
the forged stamp right in the middle of it. And we were scrolling down through and I was chatting to Al about, we were talking about t-shirts at the time and I scrolled down through it and I just stopped and looked at it and just went, Al, do you know what? That would look fucking brilliant as the book cover. And he just went, oh, fuck. And it was this moment of like him and me just looking at each other going like, can, can we do that to Spike? Can we just get rid of like the last fucking three weeks worth of work that he's put into this uh, front cover and go with something completely different? And um, and I kind of like looked at it and I was like, honestly, that is 100% what I would go for. That's so much better and it works with our brand so well. And, uh, and yeah, he phoned Spike and Spike was furious. He was like, I'm a fuck sex, but oh, fucking working. But even Spike was like, actually, no, it's, I completely understand it. And seeing it in print, it just works so well. It's such a nice looking, um, just a clean, crisp cover that yeah. just goes with what we make. Okay, quick throw. Uh, Al, the cover of their book looked yep. like the macro micro aesthetics typography book. It's a super famous yeah, yeah. bullshit. I don't know if you've seen it, but that's what it reminded me of. I was like, oh, Swiss design. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. In here. It, but, it's like um, part Swiss, but also part like really classy cookbooks, like an Otto yeah. Lenghi cookbook or an yes. El Bully cookbook, yes. where it's not. Jamie Oliver's face and a, and a bowl yeah. full of mashed potatoes on the front cover. Oh, <laughs> it's just like, like you say, Steve, clean. This is what we make. This is what's going to be in this book. Yeah. You want pictures of food? They'll be inside the book. You want pictures of steel? It's going to be inside the book. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only be... downside is the fact that it's a white cover. So yeah, yeah. instantly going to get covered in shit. Oh, it's going to get so dirty. Um, the only thing that I want, maybe Al can wrap us up, but based on what we've been talking about this last 10 minutes, like Al, do you have a hard time as most of us work by ourselves or we all hobbyist stuff on the weekends in the shop? Do you find it difficult for yourself to do these kind of think tank things? Because it is, it is absolutely not what a think tank by definition is, right? You bring like a handful of people together. You think out the ideas. If Al's coming out into the forge and they have a, idea slam session and they come up with some really great stuff regardless of work getting done there's progressive thought being yeah you know there's progression being made in in some way with you even on this possible new venture that you're going to be doing do you find that you have a hard time kind of idea storming or brainstorming or well, however yeah, you yeah, want to yes i know because i think the the answer is in the question because i'm i'm doing it now or anytime we're having conversations, I'm doing it. Just because mm. I'm not doing it on the clock. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Doesn't mean that I'm that it's not it doesn't have an impact. Um to Steve's point about it like fucking up the, the day's work because you instead of working, you 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 sat around thinking up ideas and coming up with stuff. In my day day job, that is essentially ninety percent of what I do is just yeah. sitting around talking about things, ideating, coming up with the idea, and the actual like colouring in bit is like the thing you do at the last five minutes of the day yeah. because because you've spent so much time talking about it and coming up with ideas and problem solving <clears throat> the actual graft bit in the craft is so much easier and so much quicker i mean it's difficult when you've got to heat up metal and move around molecules because <laughs> 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 um, that's time consuming but i'm pretty sure all that ideation that you have and all those conversations you have make that process a lot quicker no matter what it is Hello. So in the long run it's worth it and then and to, your, to answer your question brett in the long run 
that's what I'm doing all the time. I'm talking to you guys. That's what I'm doing every yeah. time somebody asks a question in Facebook or, you know, John posts some story about what he's doing. I'm doing it then. So it's like I'm I'm always on the clock, if that makes sense. Okay. okay. Yeah. No, and I think that's kind of it's one of those things where it it does like it like like with that book where it it was complete something completely unrelated that we were talking about. It just so happened that that triggered granted this was in a rather obvious way, but yeah, that that triggered a, a thought that was like, oh shit, that would be perfect. And I think that's one of the things is, is it, it's quite important to expose yourself to things outside of the the norm and expose yourself to things outside of that kind of that path that you're fixated on that you're concentrating on because it, it is so easy especially when you um when you have an idea to just fixate on that one idea and just keep powering through with that idea even though actually it might not potentially be the best idea there might be better ways of doing it. there might be a completely different way of doing it um but if you don't expose yourselves to those outside influences you're never going to see them and that can just be jumping on a hangout with a bunch of people and it, it, it can be sitting down and having like i always find those brainstorming sessions where it's like right we're going to get everyone in a room and we're all going to talk about it the first half an hour everyone's just talking about something completely different it's it's like um the the best thing i can liken it to is if you're going out for a night out if from the minute you leave the the front door you're going right i'm gonna get really drunk tonight it's gonna be it's gonna be the best night ever they end up being shit nights it's the nights where you yeah, go yeah. i'm just gonna go down for a couple of pints and and come <laughs> home that you end up at like four in the morning on a ferry over to the Isle of Man sort of thing. Like <laughs> that's like inspiration always comes from unexpected places. Otherwise there would be a formula to be able to be inspired. Um, so I think being in a position and putting yourself in a position where you um, are open to that inspiration and that, um, that outside influences is really important. That's, that's what allows us to communicate. And that is spiffing. Uh, Al, have you got an order? Yeah, it's SAB. SAB? Because uh, it's an abbreviation of sabbatical, which is what we've been uh, saying. It's very, very topical. Well done. Uh, right, in which case, uh, that means I am first. Uh and I am going to go with a complete respiff. Um, a good old friend, old as in around for a long time, not as in he's old. Uh, friend of the podcast, Mr. Andy McKenzie from Featherfield, hey. blacksmith Andy. Um, for no other reason than I've been chatting to him a lot recently uh, about random different shit, and it just reminded me of what a thoroughly fucking lovely bloke he is. <laughs> um, I throw my. I throw my hat in the circle, as it were, because when he sent me the twisting wrench, because he was just like, how do you not have one? Screw you, I'm sending <laughs> you one. Yeah. There was there was not much of a discussion. He just went, I can't believe you don't have one, and then just made it happen. <laughs> so, Brilliant. Appreciate that guy a lot. What a fantastic yeah. human. Um, but yeah, and, and like it, it's just been uh it's just been good chatting to him because uh it's been about 
um, work and, and blacksmithing and stuff like that. And the fact that, you know, we, we've managed to share some ideas around and just seeing what he's doing with uh, his uh, power hammer build as well. So uh, he's building a tire power hammer um, and that's been really cool. He's had some, mm. some issues with it, but it's turning out to fucking ace. Nice. So, yeah. Andy is fucking spiffing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Al, you are next. Yes. So on the lines of me trying Sculpey for the first time for uh, the FWTTT Fills with Tools Treasure Trade um, and thoroughly enjoying the process and understanding why people like make it so f- use it on a regular basis. Hmm. Um, I got put onto a maker on YouTube by our friend over at Darkstar, uh, Phil, Mr. Phil Darkstar. Uh, and this channel is called Zan Von Z. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming she's relatively new to YouTube. She's only been on for about a year, judging by the videos. But yeah. she's got a, a extremely healthy following already. Um, it's a bit blue steel. She's got one look, but all <laughs> of them are fantastic. Um, and basically makes kind of like weathered, like, I want to say dioramas. I don't know if that's the best example. Um, let oh, me just wow. send you a link. It's super, super nice, super cool. Um, it's all just handmade. Wow. Um, Look at that weird. I mean, what a color. It's cool. Right? To just yeah. be muted as fuck yeah. on everything. So like the, the, like the, the SpongeBob um, Tiki lamp, which is a weird yeah. mashup of like underwater, but like reclaimed wood. And yeah, but it's super cool. Um, and she makes all these really cool things. It's all hand painted. I thought it'd all be airbrushed, but it's all just done with like dry brushing and acrylics. Um, and there's a bit of a combination of like Sculpey, so polymer clay. Sorry, other brands of polymer clay are available. Um, <laughs> Sculpey, but then also a little bit of like resin. If 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 she needs to get like a super glossy, or yeah. like you know like like the the dude that you showed Brett with the underwater dioramas with like the shark and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like that similar sort of vein, um, but it's just super nice. You've got to check it. I don't even know how to describe it. I can't describe it with words. Mm-hmm. Fucking ace. Just, just I've got it queued up already. I, I like the, already. the the Krampus, the crusty the crusty the clown Krampus, crampy yeah. mask, which is just creepy and fucking brilliant. Um, wow. But yeah, there's a, there's as Brett says, there's a there's a really nice kind of muted color palette that really suits yeah. the medium, um, and it's just shown me a lot of techniques as well, which I think I'm gonna hopefully use a bit more of to get to get more out of the material that's yeah sorry i i realized i completely failed at my job then but i was transfixed looking at no, the, it's uh, called uh, that's, that's exactly what i did for the first time yeah. so zan von Z. Uh, yes links are in the shows steve you're awesome up. uh no i i was first yeah, i thought Brett. it was sass for sassy oh <laughs> Uh, Brett, you are next. Right. So, Al, please don't be upset with me because Go I'm going to spiff somebody that sent me something. <laughs> it's allowed because um, it's treasure trade. You get a treasure well, trade. That's exactly what it is. So, like, I get to I get to spiff on this human because I'm just I'm insanely impressed. You know, um, we all know Mr. Alan Scandal, the sister podcast boys as they are um alan i got to meet at uh, maker central fantastic human 
he i was his recipient and boy howdy did he go above and beyond like <clears throat> my brand name is uh wood turning by alan scannell and you're like great what'd you make uh a goonies leather map the map <laughs> from the goonies made out of leather but also a master sword and scabbard hand carved which was like nice they're both amazing but he also included a shit ton of sweeties and things from uh ireland including taters 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 um and it all got eaten within like four or five days there's just there's too many scroungy makers out here so all of all of the snacks got eaten um but man just talk about somebody that went i don't even know if i could say outside of his comfort zone but i was just blown away i'm blown away sometimes by people that are just like oh yeah i do this thing mainly for a living but i figured i'd give this a shot and then knock it completely out of the park nice. uh the little the little master sword is you know a few inches long and jesus this is just <laughs> beautiful the fact that uh age of calamity the the kind of zelda e game that came out recently I remember just being like, I'm such a nerd right now. I have all my nerdy things and I get my Zelda sword and I get to play my Zelda game. So thank you awesome. to Alan for just being a delightful human, but also I'm just very impressed by your work and I feel like a lucky boy. Yeah. No, I think just on, just on the back of that, I think this year is people have really stepped shit up mm. and, and along the theme of what Brett's saying, like people just doing stuff like way not out of their comfort zone necessarily, but just like not necessarily their remit. Yeah. And just seeing people try try new stuff and try interesting techniques and stuff. I'm I'm loving like seeing everyone's gifts. So well played yeah. everyone who's who's taken part this year. Yeah, no good shout. And and it's quite nice because it it just seems like the the just the overall quality of everything as well has just been mm. kicked up a notch as well. Um <laughs> And Which is so funny to think that like the first year everyone was just like, what do I make them? And now people are just like, I got it. I'm gonna go <laughs> absolutely batshit insane. Oh, I have to keep the material cost under $50? Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, $50 new. All right. Ah, right, right. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, Alan is a very good chat as well. Um, I've been chatting to Alan a little bit recently and he's super lovely. Uh, right. Uh Al, I believe you wanted to do a books. Yes. Yeah. So no. So um, have having tried uh, an Audible free trial many moons ago, um, and kind of, I think I was it was pre lockdown, and yeah. I just I don't think I had the the attention span nor the kind of patience for an audiobook. Um, the only time I had to myself was driving to and from work, and that was like great. I can listen to podcasts. Yeah. Um, whereas sitting at home all day, where I don't have to listen to fucking commercial radio like I do at work, um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. all the podcasts have dried up because I listened to them all, um, I've suddenly found a new found fascination with audiobooks. Um, yeah. And Ready Player Two, hopefully. Yeah will have been out when this podcast is in your ear holes 
So either before, after, or during this podcast, you could be listening to Ready Player Two. If, like me, you'd pre-ordered it with one of your credits already, so you didn't yeah. have to worry about it and think, shit, I haven't got any credits, and I've got to wait till next month. Yeah, um, I just double-checked to make yeah. sure. That, <laughs> I was like, it didn't I, come out already, did it? Because I, I got my credit yesterday, and I was like, oh, yes, yeah. just in time. I was like, no, don't worry about it, dude. You've already paid for it. Um, yeah. Paid. Um, well, that's, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not just focusing on Ready Player Two. Because it might be terrible, you never know. Um, but if you've not read or listened to, you can read it. It's a real book. Um, there is a science fiction. Read it. Read it. Read it. There is. I have no idea what Reddit is. There is a science fiction <laughs> um, series called The Bobbyverse, as in the universe, but with Bob. We are Legion. Is the first of the book? Are you fucking kidding me? This, I just finished We Are Legion. How good is it? <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding me like how did you get it's what fucking, is the timing on this it's fucking amazing um the, it's a trilogy originally but a fourth book came out in september um and i'm already on the fourth book and it's just so fucking good it's if you like anything that is like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy or red dwarf or any sort of like sci-fi comedy Emphasis on the sci-fi, though it's not like it's not a joke. It's really yeah. good quality, legitimate, like Star Trek quality, feasible science fiction. Um, it's just fucking great. But it's 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 unique. I've never come across anything before. Um, it's part Blade Runner, part Total Recall, part yeah. I can't believe it's got the galaxy, but. It's, it's called the I've Bobbyverse. I've literally just ordered it. It's fucking brilliant, dude. The first book is called We Are Legion, as in yeah. Jesus, the, the, the Bible quote. Um, we Are Legion, and then there's other books after it. Um, the for We Are Many. Uh, all these worlds, For We Are Many. And then, as I say, the fourth book has just come out. Uh, right, Get right. it. You'll fucking love it. You'll fly through it. Um the production's pretty good. He doesn't overdo like the fucking impressions, which is really starting yeah. to grate on me when people start no. to do accents and Homer, shit in Homer audiobooks. Three. <laughs> but yeah, there's Homer. all there's all these characters in it, um, like from popular culture. So it's a little bit kind of Ready Player One um, in that yeah. respect, but in a funny way, not in a kind of like, oh, do you remember this character kind of way? Yeah. So yep. I, whilst we're talking about audiobooks, um, I that's the section, the, Steve. That's the section yeah. of the podcast. You go yeah, away. Yeah. Um, so obviously I put the, the post in um in the group uh this week, getting super excited about Ready Player Two coming out. Um because I was the same. I started um listening to audiobooks a little while ago. Um when I was working in Bristol and I was I had a long commute, but I found that generally I was listening to more uh podcasts during that time, so I wasn't using a great deal. Um over the last few uh months I've listened to more and more, but this last month in particular, I've been listening to them fucking nonstop just because <laughs> I've needed something in my ears to keep my brain on track sort of thing. And especially doing the um, like the repetitive work, like the the, um, the copper faceting and assembling pans and shit. So I've always got audiobooks in my ears. And um, I did a whole like 20 minute rant, well not rant, but 20 minute <laughs> excited blur uh, in my uh, last patreon ramble thing um but the um the discworld series on audible is fucking brilliant like discworld was something that when i was a kid i never really listened uh, never really read um but 
it, it's one of those that I've always kind of been like, oh, I should probably check that out at some point. Um, but having the audiobook versions with Nigel Planer reading it, who was <laughs> Neil the Hippie in The Young Ones, it's just brilliant. He does it so well. But I've got to the point where I've got, I think there's two books left um, where he's narrating it. And then after that, it's all different narrators. And I'm genuinely like, I, I, I can't listen to someone else do like Commander Vimes' voice or the patrician <laughs> or anything like this just isn't going to be right. Um, but yeah, that I would definitely recommend uh, Nigel Plane is the Discworld um, ones as well because they're fucking brilliant and just really good, easy listening that will just put a smile on your face without you realizing it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. AOB? Any other business? I wish I could have suggested a book, but considering I just finished Bobaverse, like, Fuck you, Al. <laughs> it's amazing timing, but like you totally took my suggestion. There you go. It's a d- double stamp. Double stamp to pre-roll. Yeah, yeah it really is. Really is. Uh, no cool. AOB from me. Uh, no AOB from you, Al. Oh, I did have something. Can't remember what it was. <laughs> Never mind. Next week. Cool. Uh, in which case, um, if you want to find us, you can find us in all of the usual social media places. You can find me at Moonshine Metalworks or on YouTube at The Forge. Uh, you can find Brett at Skull and Spade 13, and you can find Al at Al's Hack Shack. Al's just remembered at the end of the business. Um, you've still got time. Go and support Kev at November. He's doing the Team, team Shark Attack like he does every year. The man's a legend. Um, and I even think Alan Scannell, who we just talked about, is maybe in Team Shark Attack. I don't know if he can even grow a beard. Um, but I don't think he can. No. Um, yes, go and support him. Uh, links in the shouts. Movember, you've got a few days left. Uh, support a good cause. Thank you, Kev, for doing what you do. Good shout. Uh, cool. Uh, if you want to find us as a group, uh, Force of Tools on the internet, go. Uh, that's it. Um, it's good to be back. We've missed you guys. Whoa. You folks, you you people, you people. And dogs and stuff that also happen to listen whilst you're there. Uh, yeah, we've missed everyone. Um, and we shall see you next week.